0: Welcome back to the Bitters podcast. We are a queer Legend of Korra superfan podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Derek Reining, and I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago and introduce Sam Stanley.
1: Uh You are the music in me. I literally, <laughs> I, I spent the last, like, 15 minutes talking about High School
0: Musical, uh, so it's all I can
1: think about right now. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. It's like, I don't, I don't quite remember the musical number in... Um, this episode but you know maybe it's maybe unrelated just, to the
1: episode just sort of on top of my mind
0: just the way it is you know um but we are joined by someone you know um she is someone who i'm sure is a one in a hundred who could podcast bend <laughs> it's geoworthy <Gia>
2: <laughs> oh i've never tried podcast bending before but i feel like that's a talent right that's a talent
0: I think so. I, I it's definitely not one I have, but um, I am sure you do. It's definitely a talent, <laughs> I, but it, it at least in my circles, it's far more than
1: one in a hundred people who are capable of it. That's true. <laughs> I
2: it's, try my best, but you know, like results may vary.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I think the results, the the reviews are in, and you're killing it. Um, Thank you. Yes, for us. Yeah, how have you been doing? <laughs>
2: Oh oh my God! So I just came out of a COVID nightmare. Zero stars to COVID. Don't recommend. (laughs) Uh, Not a fun time whatsoever. But now I'm all better, and the first thing I did with my free time and my newly found voice was watch Legend of Korra and podcast about it, Um, like a true (laughs) legend. So I am so glad that I got to come out with such a fun. Like introduction, reintroduction to podcasting.
0: Yes, they should when rename the world... it "Legend of Gia." Period. Right?
2: Oh my god, I uh, I would love a show like I just want to. <laughs> I just want to get paid to like be myself, like no extra mm-hmm. labor involved, please.
0: Absolutely, just a, like a real housewives, but it's just like just you, I guess. Real housewives
2: <laughs> of Springfield, Massachusetts. Sign me up.
0: <laughs> real housewife thing, yeah. <laughs> Um, yep, when the world needed her most, she came back from COVID, and she's here to talk about um, one of my absolute favorite episodes of the entire series, I would say, including Avatar. Um, we're on chapter six of book three, it's Old Wounds. Um, Play.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yes, I love this episode so much, um, and I guess we can start getting into the funness of it all.
1: A hundred percent. And G, I keep meaning to do this beforehand, but we, oh, yeah—we I don't remember if we were doing this before, but now we're doing um, spoiler free uh, yes. reviews of okay. Legend of Korra. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, talking book three, chapter six, this episode was great. And we're really getting more into the part of the book that I remember, which is <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> that
1: is good.
2: I completely, so when you gave me my options for what episode to pick, Uh, I had picked the one just based on I feel like I wouldn't be busy during this time versus like when we were a little closer to like Survivor ending. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really I didn't even look at the episode synopsis when we were like picking which episode I was going to do way back when. But this is one of the episodes from this season that really sticks out in my mind. So I'm so happy that this is the one that I got to do. It was the introduction to Cora being able to metal bend, which was really awesome. And I think like the big part that stuck with me was Lynn's backstory with her sister. And I was just really happy that this was the one that I got to do. This was a great episode.
1: I feel like last time you were on, we talked about sibling dynamics and like older younger siblings
0: too oh yes with the uh
2: that was the the ten uh tenzin kaya and boomy yeah i love that the sibling rivalry episodes do really stick with me as someone with a lot of siblings
0: (laughs) exactly i think that's something we uh, it's also something i've just been thinking about in media late a lot lately is this like sibling dynamic Um, And I know Sam's always been a big fan of that um, and it's just something that really jumps out to me a lot more in recent years and I think this is a great example of that like, I think what I love so much about this episode, um, not to get too far ahead of us but like the climactic battle of this episode is like two sisters fighting like and it's like (laughs) an emotional battle I feel like usually the battles are like okay we have the plot of the episode we have the villain of the episode we have maybe they clash and someone wins or loses and we all go on with our lives. And it was just sort of a culmination of, um, I don't know, like interpersonal conflict, whereas this was like a lot of internal conflict coming to a head between two people. Um, and the stakes like aren't as high cause you know, they probably won't kill each other maybe, um, <laughs> but the stakes, feel the emotional stakes feel very high for both of the characters, I think.
2: What a downer yeah. end if that, was, <laughs> if that was the result.
1: They but... just murder each other.
2: Especially because it seems like
1: Sue really had the upper hand in this fight. It really felt like Lynn didn't get a single hit in and, and I Derek, just to add on to what you're saying, like I feel like in other episodes of the show the conflict would have been like they were fighting or they were arguing all episode and then like an external threat yes. came and they had to work together to like
0: beat that guy up or whatever but it was really great in this episode that they literally fought each other. <laughs> and like everyone around them like yeah Bolin I think even like verbalizes it like this is normal sibling stuff don't worry like we don't need to interfere.
2: That was honestly one of my favorite lines of this episode is Cora's like oh my god we need to we need to intervene we need to stop and Bolin's like no you're an only child you don't know what the fuck you're talking about this is how <laughs> siblings work and it's true. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to fight.
0: Exactly. Fight it out.
2: Not like anything, you know, like deeply concerning, but like uh I get a hit in here or there, you know. It's exactly. natural. Yeah, it when you live okay. with some when you have to cohabitate for some with someone for that long for with all the different dynamics that siblings can bring to the table. This is what can be expected. Especially with what we saw from this episode about kind of like some of their early sibling dynamics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. With how they were raised or not
0: raised, depending <laughs> on uh, yeah. who they may ask.
2: How they were supervised.
0: Yeah. <laughs> from a distance.
2: Yes. Like, I really hope just...
1: that the next avatar has a sibling. I don't know if they should be older or younger or a twin, but just like, it really feels like none of the avatars we know the closest we have is that um, what's his name? old Fireface, whatever his head whatever that ah, was roku. uh yeah roku in the fire lord like it they were kind of siblings but they, they didn't really friends. yeah like they did they were <laughs> the same age but it's not even like they had a, a dynamic where one of them was jealous of the other one it just seemed like they both were fine with their stations in life um <laughs> and so i feel like it'd be fun to see an avatar with a sibling
2: yeah like one's a tw- like a set of twins and one's the avatar and one is just themselves Like. That would be fun. That would be a I, fun one to see.
0: I agree, especially because, like, obviously, we've talked about this before, but there's Saka and Katara, there's Zuko and Azula in the original series. And then in Korra, we've got Mako and Bolin. we've got the Sue and Len stuff, we've got Tim and Hit, like, all these sibling dynamics, like, clearly it's something the writers are interested in. It's, like, to me, it's honestly strange that they haven't explored that with any of the avatars like i in the Kiyoshi books. I don't think she has any siblings. If I remember correctly, I don't, I haven't yet read the Yang Chen book that just came out. Don't know if she has siblings, but I assume based on air nomad culture, that's just like not a thing. Um, so I, it's, it's interesting to me that, that it isn't something they've addressed at all, at least for like yeah. the avatar. So I would Maybe. love,
2: yeah, I would love to see like a team avatar where one of the members is a sibling just adds a whole other layer of complexity to the dynamics like we know team Cora is just a hot mess in every way and I love them so much like there's what disasters I love them but like I would love to see a dynamic like that with also that complicated layer of like a sibling happening in there
1: definitely and speaking of team Cora being a hot mess I made a joke last episode about being on Asami watch and literally (laughs) she was her face was featured in like one scene and she didn't have a line and then she was not in the rest of the episode. It like I I think she was only in the previously on. I did
0: not see her at all. She
1: was at the she was at the breakfast table in the first scene. Yeah. She, she was there and then she didn't say a single thing even when Varric showed up and then was not even featured in the rest of it's like why wasn't she with the rest of the Team Avatar when they were waking up Lynn at the end of the episode? She just wasn't at in any other scene. What was going on? What are She's- they doing? <laughs>
2: She's a busy lady. I love Asami. <laughs> but like Same. I want to uh, see her more. She has, she has one of my favorite arcs throughout the whole series. And like uh like when she's originally introduced, she seems like someone that could be an antagonist, and she actually ends up like befriending Korra and being part of Team Avatar. So it's just like even like from everywhere, like to the end. And I've read the comics that happen after the series. Like I just really love Asami's arc, and she's great. I would love to see more of her as well. I honestly didn't even realize that like Mako did not do anything until <laughs> the last episode. Like I was, I, I love Team Korra, but like Mako's a give or take person for me
0: yeah um he has one line mercifully <laughs> i yes. think it's weird I like ever since we've gotten here i feel like it's like mostly just cora and boleyn are, are really the two I love it. avatars which is like yeah that's <laughs> yes you know just bringing in asami and we're perfect but um, we love
2: we love the unstable duo like those are those yeah. are the messy two and i love them <laughs> both they they have a special place in my heart
1: This is the Lin Beifong insult arc, Uh, and (laughs) every episode, people are just going to come in and ravage her whole persona, Um, and so that's what we can't get in the way of.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, that was that's the thing that bothers me about this season in particular. Like, I actually really like seasons three and four a lot, and I think like the villains that are in the or like the antagonists of the seasons and three and four are really good and they make for really nice storylines but like why why are we still bringing up lynn and tenzin being a thing like all these <laughs> decades later who the fuck cares like tenzin's fine i guess but like
0: yeah it's I,
2: so I refuse funny. to believe that lynn would be still holding like a candle for him like decades later come on now
0: is. especially so because
1: funny. it doesn't even seem like sue would have been talking to Lynn while
0: Tenzin and her were together like first, how does she even know that this even happened maybe they were like a well i don't I don't know how she knew they like broke up maybe i i feel like Sue's kind of a gossip and probably learned from someone um Talk. but i yeah that's what i was going to say they probably had like a shit talking like moment <laughs> about that part
2: Lin. that part where Sueyan says that uh that her and Top made up like all those years ago and like worked out their issues. I bet so much money they just talked a sh- ton of shit about uh about Lynn. Like exactly
0: that's how it's what better way end. to bond. Exactly. Like oh she's yeah. the worst even though she's the one who literally gets like physically scarred because of their shenanigans.
2: Yeah <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on on the backstory as well. Yeah. But yes. Justice for Lynn.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We can uh talk about. Uh, that's like obviously these two sort of storylines going on here. We've got the present day, and then we've got this sort of other story going on here with Lynn having these flashbacks brought on by um, acupuncture, which is something I've never done. Have either of you ever done acupuncture? Absolutely I not. Actually,
2: I actually just started seeing an acupuncturist as uh for like an alternative therapy solution mm. and it was great i did not okay. it does not feel like how i would expect acupuncture to feel like but mm. i didn't hate it so okay. i'm gonna go back on saturday you know like I
1: unlock have- any memories
2: all the all the trauma all the <laughs> memories um i didn't have any you know my siblings have not left any physical scars on me i have a scar on my eyebrow but it's because uh i fell in a grocery store and hit the <laughs> corner of a shelf so like that there's no cool repressed like fight scenes that mm-hmm. were spurred from uh me doing acupuncture but they did they did my back like along the spine so maybe if he does one like right on the, on the forehead that seems yeah. to be what the trigger was
0: Yeah. You're (laughs) You're like, can I get the one that unlocks the cool chase sequence in my mind? (laughs) I'm surprised that what unlocked the memory wasn't having to put one on her scar.
1: (laughs) Uh, Right. That's
2: true. I feel Do you like think that's that she not- truly
1: didn't remember that <laughs> where her scar came from until the acupuncture She's like oh yeah
0: <laughs> I think right. she was just dwelling on it more she probably just doesn't yeah. she chooses not to think about it that much um and it was a great way to explain that like I feel like it's something people I mean I never really like was curious about it I know there are like like fans out there who are constantly like lashing onto that stuff like how did Lynn get her scars? Um, but it's, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really, like, care that much, like, this is a great, like, explanation for this pretty yeah. significant part of her character design. Um, and it's it's sad, though, that it happens this way. Like, to be permanently scarred by your sister um, is pretty tough. Tough look for Sue here.
2: It was really, Definitely. what a fucked up memory like those i i also didn't think about the scar i thought it was just like a character design choice i should have known better because the world of avatar is very well thought out and well planned but i did not think about it as like we were going to find out how she got this scar and it was a lot i can totally see why like lynn was right let's be real Mm -hmm. i love sue she's great but Lynn was right. And Toph, what the hell? Yeah. But yeah, so many. Literally
1: one of the worst looks of all know- time for Toph <laughs> in this episode, which we, it's just like,
0: what? In the she's not park. just
2: a cop she's a nepotism cop like literally
0: a di- like the dirtiest of all cops literally like literally uh, ripping up release reports just to save one of her children um and then her child gets to go live with her rich parents as punishment yes.
1: yeah um yeah, no, bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> why don't we start from the beginning and we'll go through mm, this episode, yes. which was so very slay. Just don't want to miss a single detail. That's um so as mentioned, this uh, this this we episode starts with the single frame of Asami in the entire episode. Uh, <laughs> <Wayne>. everybody's <laughs> everybody's at breakfast it. and they're like, wow, we haven't seen Lynn since last night, since she screamed at Opal. <laughs>
0: poor poor opal i'm glad she gets closure here too because lynn lynn was pretty fucked up to her i will say even though like we said i feel like lynn is pretty justified in her sort of resentment towards her sister there's no need to take it out on poor opal especially because she's just like literally the most kind and gentle human being we've seen (laughs) on this show yeah has
2: opal ever done anything wrong i think not
0: Not that
1: I've seen.
2: I've yet to see proof of this.
1: Exactly. All she said was, I'd like to get to know you. And Lynn said, get away from me. (laughs) Which, like, fair.
2: But then also, like, not to Opal. Like No. There are other people you can tell to fuck off. Yeah,
0: like, the Himbo twins, sure, they can take it. But, like, why Opal? She didn't do anything. I bet the
1: artist would really be able to take it and Mm. turn it into some beautiful sculpture work as well. I
0: agree. Yeah, I feel like he would
2: never want to get to know, like, he would not (laughs) willingly sign up to get to know anybody. He's just, he's there to exist and create. That's what he does.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would be like, can you please uh, mold this banana for me? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what his interests are beyond (laughs) making banana sculptures.
2: That should be our next spin-off character. Like, yes. I want to know more.
1: Please. <laughs> he's trying he's to clear. get his art off the ground, trying to sell it in various galleries across yes. the yes. Earth Kingdom.
2: We just Willness? travel with art on one of those, on the Sky Bison, and we just, mm-hmm. like, adventures around the world. I'm They're sure, like, they'll think of a better name. They're, that's what they do. <laughs> but, yes. Well, we'll one.
1: have to know his character name. And then we kind of just like the legend of or, you know, Avatar, the Earth sculpture art, man.
0: Art-Vatar, the last art
1: Earth bender. Mm-hmm. Big sleigh. <laughs> I
2: love it. I'm obsessed. A yeah. watercolor bender. Oh,
0: oh yes. that'd be cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I could see that. tones. Like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. This
1: Lighting no a hill like with some fire. Yeah. Mm, yes. um,
2: Claybender.
0: Clay, <laughs> okay,
2: so
1: the, the 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 two boys who have invented this game Power Disc come in and they're like, "Cora, you should play with us or whatever." Uh, and then Cora's like, "I would,
0: but I can't metal bend." And Sue's like, "The what?" <laughs> in my metal, literally my metal city. And I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised too, I guess. But I, I also, I don't know, she's been very busy uh, these last few years. So I guess she, there, the occasion maybe never came up, um, especially if whoever they sent down to the South Pole to teacher wasn't one in the 100 that can medal bin, Then it, it makes sense to me. But, um, and it's just a fun little like, oh yeah, of course there so was a little stuff to learn here. There can be
1: a hundred people in a room <laughs> And ninety nine of them can't metal bend, but one does metal bend, and that one person can teach you metal
0: bending. Exactly, that's so beautiful. I remember when Lady Gaga said that. <laughs> that
2: was beautiful. Um, I- yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad we're seeing. Or I I I really liked about this, like that we found out some hard numbers on this kind of thing. Yeah. Like like one in a hundred people, one in a hundred earthbenders can metal bend which i maybe that's the same for lightning bending we don't know um but like it just it was it was nice to get that kind of statistic about it where we we didn't know before who or like how many or if it even was something that only some people could learn right
2: i do like the fact that they do expand here on the the avatar's capabilities cuz obviously you know like the intro you hear master of four elements that's the avatar's whole thing, and now we're actually getting to see them expand on that with some of the other elements here. So I thought it was really nice, and that uh, Sue was encouraging Cora to really expand on what she could do as the avatar outside of just the four elements.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Which um, is it? I don't know. It wasn't really something we saw Ang explore. Like the idea of Ang, like blood bending, was never really brought up, or <laughs> metal bending, and clearly. He never did learn to metal bend, which makes me think Aang was just lazy. Like, he had all those, these like lost decades that we don't know about. He didn't spend any of them like trying to learn metal bending.
1: Yeah. I feel like people make a big deal out of. Them being like, Cora, you're officially the first Avatar who can metal bend," and I, but like especially, I feel like I see a lot of threads of people comparing Cora and Aang. It's like who would who would win in a fight? Who is the better Avatar and stuff? Fora. But I really, feel, well yeah, no yeah, I am yes. I'm, I'm with you 100. She would be his
2: ass. Like I, know, I
1: completely agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I just feel like when people bring this specific fact up i'm like guys there are better things to say like there's only one there's only been two who could have metal bent and so it feels like you're grasping at straws yeah. when you bring this fact in it's like she's yeah. better for a lot of other
0: reasons yes yeah. that's fair this is just, just like but, a footnote
2: like let's look at the fact the basic fact that cora chooses violence all the time we love her <laughs> for it She's a boss babe for it. And like <laughs> Aang doesn't and like a little weak sauce. I'm sorry. Like he he can't fight. He can't fight. I'm sorry.
0: Exactly. Cora
1: has defeated two um supervillains and Aang
0: barely defeated one. <laughs> exactly. I know. I... And
2: he tries to be the bigger person. Gross.
0: Cora would never. She always takes the low road. Yes. Cora loves being the smaller person. <laughs> yes.
2: They go the low, small, you go person. lower. Yeah, that's the type of Avatar I can relate to. Like, is the Avatar series itself great? Yes, but I don't want to be the bigger person at the end of it. I need Mm. a fabulous, like, icon of a person in Korra that I can actually be like, you know what? Yes, I can be the smaller person, and that's okay because it's for the greater good.
0: Absolutely. Be petty. You're allowed to. The universe, when you became the Avatar, the universe was saying it's okay for you to be petty.
2: Who's gonna stop you?
0: Exactly. Surely. <laughs> so I think that should put any question to rest. If anyone was like, I don't know, I feel like Aang could take on court No, it's just not gonna happen. And I feel like even Aang would agree with that if he were a real person and not a bunch of lines on a piece of paper.
1: Um I totally agree. I there's <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. I feel like every episode core does something where I'm like, Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) um, Also in this episode, we get a like minor plot line of Bolin and Opal talking about Bolin learning metal bending. And he's like, no, no, I I don't need to. I'm good with Earth or whatever. Uh, And we got the first part of that here where Opal's like, why don't you be top of my mom too? And he's like, I'm more of an Earth
0: guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, I, I get it for, I don't know, like poor Bolin. He's just a very sensitive boy. Um, he has some insecurities, and metal bending is one of them. Apparently, um, he's
2: delicate.
0: He is. He's a little baby, and that's okay. He doesn't need to bend metal for us to love him. I think he. I want if I could communicate one thing to Bolin, that would be it. It's like you're perfect the way you are, babe. Except I sometimes like, you're creepy.
1: I feel like this plotline is sort of the dynamic that we could get from an a sibling of an avatar, like being jealous yeah. or like secretly trying to learn stuff, or I don't
0: know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's it would be perfect, um, and I'm sure they're listening to us, and they will incorporate it into whatever the next project is. Which is, I, I mean, we haven't talked about it on the pod, but apparently they're doing. Um, grown up gang is the next movie yeah. they're doing. Yeah, which- I keep it's
1: like what is the first thing that's gonna come out? They they've announced like four different things as like the next project or whatever,
0: and I'm like, what is it gonna be first? <laughs> yeah, I think it's officially grown up gang, but it used to be. Kiyoshi, kiyoshi movie was gonna be it so yeah I, i've heard rumblings I, that people think it's gonna be a series instead which i would live for so the grown-up gang thing or the, no, kiyoshi. the kiyoshi and that's why it's no longer the first one that's just for rumors though
2: i wanted the kiyoshi movie so if it's a series i will be happy if it's not i'm gonna be very upset with this announcement
0: exactly um but i heard I, I also well what i was worried about was that with
1: these new movies or like new series, they, they were just going to like animate the comic books or like animate the books. But apparently they also said that the books on the comic books are just going to be what they are in the comic book and like new movies and the new shows are going to be not that. And they're like, if you yeah. want those stories, you have to read those comic books, which I'm mm-hmm. thrilled
0: about. Yeah, that's good.
2: Love the comics, So highly recommend for people after they finish Listening to this podcast about yeah. all the let all the Legend of Korra episodes, but mm-hmm. love the comic so much. I'm very ex- there is supposed to still be a Legend of Korra movie at some point. Yes. And yeah. you bet your ass I will be watching that expeditiously.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The Minute industry. one, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah theater,
2: but... are we is it a theater? Are we streaming? Don't worry about it. I got them all. I'm I'll be all at once. there.
0: Everything yeah. everywhere
1: at first was kiyoshi then azuka movie and then a quarter movie and now they're saying it's gonna be a grown-up gang thing and then there's we're also still waiting on the live action netflix thing um and then is a
0: part of their universe though no like, but I
1: mean, i've her. lost i've IP. lost all
2: interest in the, in the live action one i'm just like i'm sorry i'm it was I'm cool. not interested
1: but i will yeah. be watching
2: yes exactly
1: <laughs> yeah uh, wait,
2: I'll wait to see what the reviews are as they come out. Like, is Tumblr raging? Or everyone's like, this is so good. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm, it's going to be Hot Mess Express. If it even comes out, honestly. Like, I don't think Netflix has talked about it at all <laughs> in a long time. So we'll
1: see. Yeah, I feel like it's been over a year since we got a promotional image.
0: That's never good. So mm-hmm. I, I'm... i But whatever, we've, we've kind of diverted off of <laughs> our yeah. true path Um, which is the end of this
1: scene is all of the metal in the room magnetizing and flying (laughs) over to varick and then they turn off the machine and he walks away and that's the end of varick for the
0: episode (laughs) (laughs) he's just doing his thing
2: he just needs like one one varick per episode like we got one asami except varick got to talk
0: yeah he he comes in and
2: and i mean also I'm tired of my girl, Zulie being disrespected yes. on this level. I, and I know how, I know the rest of her storyline, but at this point in the story, I won't spoil anything, but just as for my girl, Julie, like, come yes. on now. She doesn't need to pick up your metal scraps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She didn't do anything. And also like, aren't there like butlers and shit in this gigantic mansion anyway? Why is she the one responsible? There yeah. are,
1: like, 30 metal benders who could exactly.
0: do <laughs> what he's asking yeah. her to do.
2: Let Julie say fuck. I'm ser- Like, anyone in this series deserves a fuck pass. Like, be it's able her. to drop the F-bomb And one episode. It is her. She Absolutely. deserves.
0: It, maybe in the movie, that. if they can get away with it, they get their one. I think it's it should be Julie's.
2: I would totally watch a what would what would it have to be if you say fuck is that automatically rated r or it's
0: a pg-13 i think the pg-13s get one fuck
2: okay yeah so pg-13 i would totally see a pg-13 version of cora with one fuck only if it's allotted to julie she deserves
0: and it's like nothing else about the movie is like pg-13 it's all on the same sort of level it's just that she gets to say fuck
2: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) that's worth the rating change absolutely <laughs> um but yeah so this uh, clearly like something's going on with these magnets here with Varric, but we don't know where that's all going quite yet um Varick's mind is a mystery so I
1: guess we'll it's find giving that. ongoing plotline sort of it watch is. the next episode yes. and maybe you'll see where that went stay tuned uh, yeah so that's the end of the scene and then the next thing is we see Lynn out and about and she starts yelling at guards for not being attentive enough even though nothing is going on at all Um <laughs> And Ai Wei, the truth seer from last episode who can do the like uh, lie detecting thing, uh, came over and is kind of like, Lynn calm down you're you're on edge you're gonna get in you're gonna hurt yourself because you're so stressed out and he gives her the I, when he gave it he gave her the card of an acupuncturist and when he did that I really thought it was gonna be him um and, but he, he had the card on hand and then it, it was just another guy but he was like go to this acupuncturist uh it'll really help you and maybe like you'll stop being such a downer
0: yeah a separate bald man in the city who does <laughs> acupuncture not him.
2: One bald man can only do so much. You need multiple bald men to cover all the bases of your spiritual needs. That's
1: so that's always been the belief of this universe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, bald men, you know, they're the pillars of this society, and that means there has to be multiple throughout at least mm-hmm. one sort of structure in a population. Um, but yeah, Ai Wei with his amazing jewelry, um, gets his little scene and then he dips because who would want to be around Lin for that much longer? <laughs> Especially when I, she's he's,
2: so on edge she, she has is. yet to see the acupuncturist so
0: she's struggling
1: he's also the same voice actor as juan shi tong right or uh, like it just seems that way uh from his voice is it, it's making me think it's juan shi tong anyway
0: uh could and be i, I, I haven't looked reused. it up yeah same but I, I do know obviously there's lots of reused i feel like voice actors or at least gray delisle makes another appearance here um she's doing like she's pulling like triple duty now at this point. She is she's Ming and now she is young um Lin, which I think is a oh. good a good choice. I think she does a good job of mimicking um Lin's voice actress. I feel bad that I don't recall her uh, off the top of my head, but I think she communicates that really well. Don't know who su Yin, her like young voice actress. It reminded me of tai Lee though for some reason. Maybe it's just because I was making the like Azula connection, but mm-hmm. I don't know who voiced young su But she also did a great job.
1: The voicing is excellent, yes. I would say. Yes, yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: Uh, okay, and then we get this quick scene of Team Evil, and they're just, like, mm. hiding out. And I love this, all the shots of Republic City where there's, like, some spirit vines and some spirits flying around, and still in the middle of the city. I feel like all of those scenes are just very beautiful. Um, and they're just sort of like, oh, shit! Like, we attacked the Air Nomads, and now there's cops everywhere. Oh. We need to leave. <laughs> uh and they're i love this i love the throwaway line where they're like you don't want to take out the president anymore and they're like no that'll have to wait (laughs) it's like okay um and yeah i mean i i love i love these four i i just wish that they were in more of every episode
2: i love an evil team with a a to-do list an itinerary (laughs) but also they're flexible enough where they can switch up the itinerary if needed because who would have thought that all of Republic city would be looking for them right now. Like we love a team with a flexible plan.
0: Absolutely. They're prepared for anything, but you know, they've got their, their spreadsheets ready to go. Yes. Um, I love
2: them too. This is such a great group.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have so many talents too, as we've seen, they like, speaking of like specialty bendings, it's like these people have every single thing like unlocked. Don't you worry. We've got our lava bender who like for sure killed some people like like, how are those people supposed to get out of that pit of lava? I'm sorry. he; Those people are dead.
1: <laughs> While looking into who voices I Wei, I um, also looked at who voices Young Sue, and it is the voice of
0: Toph Beifong herself. Oh, you're oh. right. Okay. I knew it was familiar. Jessica Flower, or Jessie Interesting. Flower. Interesting. I live. Um, I th- Yeah, that makes total sense to me. That's perfect, though. I mean, Young Toph... Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I don't know who voices medium. like medium aged Toph. I don't. She's not quite old Toph. She's not young Toph. She's medium. Um, well, I'm on the
1: page right now. Hold on.
0: Yes. But she Kate does a great Higgins. To... Okay. Whoever
1: that is. Slade. Hate <laughs> even. Um, um. So yeah, they then they like take over a truck and they're like, mm-hmm. I, the guys like.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, he he does the that, <laughs> that poor truck driver I had such anxiety he was going through it there it was not his day
0: no he had an, an entire icicle like pressed up against his like liver he was gonna go out um if he did anything wrong and I'm surprised they didn't just like I don't know slice him in half as soon as he messed up <laughs> but they're merciful legends I- that's why <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm lost on the uh, IMDB page of voice acting. Um, no, yeah, I, I loved all the truck stuff. I th- this is like the, a later scene in in the e- Team Evil plot, but I loved when Ming-Hua was the one driving the car at the end. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with her water hands. I genius. love her. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she she had so many cool waters things, especially in the in this first scene. She like had a grip on the guy's shoulder and like a like a knife blade up to his throat. Probably it, 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 we oh I just love the evil people.
0: Yeah, they're so fucking cool. Like it's hard not to root for them, honestly. Um, but yeah, as we we see, they they escape the city in this truck, um, and the final um, as we'll see later on at the very end of the episode, they have mysteriously figured out where core is Ooh. yeah
1: i was kind of wondering if sahir like was astral projecting like Genora, or like how he figured that one out it kind of came we'll out of see i can't wait to
0: figure out
2: it was a weird yeah though it was an odd cliffhanger and it did not explain how we got there at all
0: yeah we just see him meditating and he opens his eyes and he says she's with the metal clan um, he looked back into the episode that was titled "The Metal Clan." It's like I don't think anyone's called them that other than the episode title from last <laughs> week. So I he maybe just like read the script and he's like, okay, that's that's his superpower. I think is he can like look at the script of the TV show and like know where people are. Uh, but yeah, so Zahira clearly has something else going on that we don't know about. Um, I can't wait to find out. But yeah, that's that's the Team Evil update. They are hot on Coors trail. I hope to find out soon how he
1: figured that one out. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I gotta know. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, when we go back to uh, Zhao Fu, Lin has gone to the acupuncture studio. I, mm-hmm. I, this was a surprise to me. I, I feel like she would have been like, I'm not doing that.
0: Some new age mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I guess she doesn't really have much else to do since she doesn't have anybody she wants to talk to and doesn't know anybody in the city and nobody wants to talk to her and she's stuck here with the Avatar until she decides to leave.
2: Anything to get out of the Metal Clan family, like, am I right? (laughs)
0: Literally, she's like, I will literally get stabbed in the face over having to, like, be around my family right now. Um, and that's fair. exactly what she did. <laughs> We've all been there. You know, holidays can get stressful, and sometimes you just need to go let a bald man lower needles into your
2: skin. It's totally fair. I'm going to do that next Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. like, sorry, I have a thing.
1: I have a thing to do. <laughs> thing. Um, Very important. Rather than create new family trauma, I'm going to unlock <laughs> old family trauma.
2: Exactly. Yes. So it'll be like you all are still there with me.
0: Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. some level. Absolutely. But yeah, so Lynn, as she's, she seems very uh, cynical at first, but um, like we talked about before, the needle kind of pokes her in this sort of third eye area. And we see this flashback to, um, I think it's like an apartment of some kind. It looks a lot like Mako's apartment. Yeah. Um, but Lynn walks in and Sue is like, Just being sued she's like fuck authority i'm gonna steal things if i want to and lynn's like i'm a cop don't do that um and that's the scene basically (laughs)
1: yeah um it seemed like lynn was probably just starting it seemed like the age it seems like they're very similar in age and so i would imagine that lynn is like in her first year as a police officer and Sue is like in her last year of school or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she came home early from work and Sue was there and she was like, Stop hanging out with criminals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Lynn needs to relax a little. These guys seem yeah. hot, so
2: I honestly, like, who cares if she doesn't go to school? Like, it's one day, it's fine. It's not your responsibility, you're not her parent. But also, like, I see as a cop that, like, you're gonna be a little nosy.
0: Absolutely, Lynn is very nosy, she needs to just calm down a little. Um, let's have like her two she
1: Feels like she needs to be the mom, though. But since Toph is like notoriously anti raising her kids uh, <laughs> she's I'm very sure anti-parenting that, yeah i'm sure lynn it feels like she needs to pick up the slack there even though it's like sue never asked her to do that and neither did yeah. top
2: yeah absentee parent icon yes,
0: yes. <laughs> that seems to be going around legend.
2: she'd make <laughs> a great weekends parent like a mm. week yeah right like weekends and every other holiday
0: she's a great she, grandma i bet like she I has bet. oh yeah Like, she can just drop in and, like, dump gifts on the kids and then bounce. And, like, that's good. That's all she needs to do. It seems like that's what she does now with the metal vending clown. And talk shit about her daughters. That's, like, her (laughs) her move. She's she's like Santa, um, but, like, a shit talker.
2: As all good grandparents are.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You need a good (laughs) gossip. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we we get this sort of... There's laying the foundation. We already knew that there was this tension between Lynn and Sue, but we... I mean, it was like a personality difference, but we just don't didn't really know the details. And it's clearly here that, like, because Sue is just hanging out with the wrong crowd and Lynn, like you said, Sam is like, she feels like she needs to be the parent here. Um, and yeah. that's obviously not the answer, but I, I, I totally understand where Lynn is coming from here, where she feels like she has to fill a role that she probably feels like she doesn't have at all, which, um, and we th- I think she's the older one. I don't know. She's definitely taller than Sue, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything.
2: I think would guess that she
0: is because it
1: it seems like she has a job while Sue is like skipping school or something and the last line of the scene is Lynn being like you're ruining your life and Sue's like at least I have a life get her Uh, just like every scene of this episode ends with someone being like Lynn you are the you have nothing
0: going on. (laughs) They zing her literally every scene she's in. They're just like, oh, by the way, you're bitter and lonely. Like, just in case you forgot, we're going to remind you that you don't have friends here, okay?
1: So we go and we see Sue taking Korra out to the old metal bending field to see what mm-hmm. they can get done. And like Bolin is like trying to watch them, and they instantly notice him. And they're like, "Do you want to learn too?" Uh, and she, he's like, "No, no, I'll just watch." Uh, yeah. And Korra metal bends. She's able to metal bend. She's the first metal bending avatar. Take that to the one other person who might have been able to do so. Period.
2: I forgot about this, and I did not. I thought there was going to be a little more of a struggle to the metal bending arc, and she just picked it up right away, as the winner in the Korra Ang fight <laughs> should.
0: Absolutely. It makes sense. And it's a great sort of, it felt like very similar to, um, to Tara's sort of struggle with Ang, where Ang was like preternaturally very good at water bending, and she was like, fuck that. Like, why are you better at this than I am so yeah. instantly? Um, but, you know, fortunately for Berlin, he's got um doe-eyed opal there to really coach him through it and make him realize that you know if you want to learn just fucking ask but you don't have to be a little baby about it
1: yeah and i i really like this later where top bolin is like top's my biggest hero like i've wanted to learn metal bending ever since i like heard about her or whatever and he's tried in the past and it just hasn't worked out and he might
0: have to face the fact that he can't do it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's just like us he's a huge Toph stan <laughs> even though, despite even though we learned she's like such an awful parent i'm like i what a queen <laughs> honestly
2: he's fair like she's not my parent i don't i don't need to know her parenting style to stan exactly and she's even- a
0: fake she's a creation by someone else She's not real so yeah
2: exactly
1: <laughs> even though i can't metal bend i still love Toph just like bullet exactly yes. he's
0: just like me We Um, are
2: all just little Boleyns.
0: I hope so. The world would be a good place if everyone was like a little more like Boleyn, I think.
2: I agree. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. If everyone was super hot, that would be a great world. (laughs) That would be Um, great.
2: (laughs) Super super hot and a little heart of gold with like a little sensitive side. I Mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm.
1: I agree. Mm
0: -hmm. I would love that for
1: us. We get more <laughs> Lynn flashback, and she gets a pl- call from a police. She gets like some siren or whatever, where they're like, "There's a car chase," and she goes and she chases down the car, and she uses her little metal whip to yeah. stop the car. And obviously, Sue is one of the people in the
0: car.
2: Gasp! It's, Who could have saw that coming?
0: It's a gag. Yeah, it's like the mid episode Law and Order twist of the episode. (laughs) Like, oh my God, she's in on it. Um It really,
2: that really is what it is because it's that same that same structure. build
0: up yes, True. yes. <laughs> i thought
2: this
1: was really funny like she wakes up from the uh session of acupuncture and she's like i'm leaving i'm like it's i'm done with the acupuncture and then like it cuts the commercial and that's the end but then like in the first scene of the next act of the episode she goes back to keep doing acupuncture
0: mm-hmm. yeah she's she knew an act break was coming so she needed to get out of there really quick she needed something uh, this- dramatic to happen
1: gia when you were at acupuncture were they like if you leave in the middle of a session you could get sick
2: know what so I wasn't told about it but also like I didn't how do I so I don't know like I was chilling so there wasn't a point like it took a nice little nap during mm. it and everything like it was all very zen like it was very calming so I I don't know I don't know why why would there are needles in your body why would you want to just like Move. pop them out and go yeah so that, like I'm like no that's fine I'm like I'm good here it's yeah. all good everything's Gucci mm-hmm. uh no one said it but I'm sure there it's implied like it's probably not the best process for acupuncture I would assume I'll ask yeah. I'll show my acupuncturist this episode and be like what are your thoughts
0: <laughs> can I do this can I explode yes. <laughs> the needles out of my body all over and then bolt from the room is that okay if i
2: leave dramatically will you warn me about the grave consequences (laughs) i could be facing
1: that was probably the real issue she took them all out at the same time like that that can't be good for you no matter the scenario whether it's metal bending or a hand plucking them out of you
0: yeah that's true that's probably just a whole lot going on i mean uh, people would probably pay good money though for it if it's like hallucinogenic like it clearly is here um she starts seeing shit she's she mistakes cora for um young sue which i actually really love because that brings up this sort of um or like kind of explains a little more obviously there's like reasons we know of for why Lin and cora had this tension when they first met um but it's it has all the more depth when you realize like you see the scene of um, her having to like run down Sue in this like ex- epic chase and hey, that's exactly what happened to Cora the first time she was in Republic City. She had to be chased down too. Um, So it makes sense that like at first I was thinking, oh, she's like seeing older Sue as younger Sue, but it's Cora as younger Sue. So there's suddenly it makes a lot more sense why Lin and Cora have always had this sort of combative relationship. It's because she sees so much of young Sue in Cora. Um, I love that little moment of connection there. Really cool.
1: I didn't even think about that, even though they showed us in the most explicit way and, they could possibly have done.
0: Literally superimposed on top of each other. Yes. <laughs> but I, I love that. It's a really cool little connection there. And it gives a lot more, um, in, like, like I said, a lot more depth to the a lot of the relationships going on in this show. Um, which is good, because Lynn's been kind of MIA for the last like season and a half. So it's good to bring her back into the fold this way.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cora's like you owe Opal an apology, and then Lynn like runs back, and she they continue on with the session to heal her of her sickness, uh, and we see the end of that scene where uh, Sue and Lynn have this confrontation in the street, and Sue's like, "I'm leaving, like goodbye, f you," and Lynn's like, "No, you're not," and she whips her with the metal whip, and Sue has some like metal blade that she uses to cut the the <laughs> rope, uh, and it flings back and cuts Lynn in the face.
2: Oof. Okay, at the very least Sue should have said sorry at some point because yeah. what the hell? Yeah, that's you just pretty fu- scarred her. Literally scarred her.
0: Yeah, it's it's maybe she did say sorry. I don't know. She looks pretty like horrified by what she did. Um, yeah. But yeah, we never get up. A- and like the next scene we get um, in flashback world is Toph um, confronting them with Lynn has like a bandage over her face. And Sue looks, like, still pretty pissed at Lin. Like, um, so I don't... I, clearly, there was but, no resolve there.
2: Yeah, but also, like, so Sue just feels like, okay, I just harbored a fugitive. Like, I'm just gonna go now. Like, this was <laughs> enough adventure for me. It's just, like, that's not how crimes work. I assume that would be, like, a felony. I don't actually know. But <laughs> I, I don't know the law. But, um... <laughs> So that makes no sense. And then how, why are we mad at Lynn for doing her job, Toph? Like, what did Lynn do wrong in this scenario besides what she was she, – like, she did what she was supposed to do as, as a – I guess she's, like, a junior police officer or something. Mm-hmm. She has and the th- car. <laughs> and that it's, like, this brought up, like, so much inner, like – sibling issues with me where it's like oh you're both in the wrong i'm like was were we both in the wrong because i feel like what i did is significantly less worse than what this sibling did you know like are we really equal no
1: lynn did exactly what Toph should have done if she wasn't a corrupt police officer (laughs) and be like Toph is only mad at Lynn because it reflects poorly on her that her
0: child has like a police record now. Yeah, she's mad at Lynn for like catching Sue basically and for like making this like something she has to deal with. She was, (laughs) she would have been fine and dandy if this was something she didn't have to deal with at all in any way, but Lynn had to ruin that for her, I guess. But yeah, it feels very, I don't know, true to life in that, like you were saying, Gia, like there's always that. Because as a parent, it's probably a lot more efficient just to like be like, yeah. "You're all in trouble." Like I'm not gonna pick apart who's more in the wrong here. It's just like something bad was happening, and you all were present for it, and so we're just gonna save us all some time, and everyone's in trouble. But as a kid, you feel very jilted. You feel like you, you, what? Well, I didn't do anything wrong, um, even though I don't know. It's probably easier to think that uh, than accept that even if you maybe were less at fault, you still played some part. In what was going on there um except me I, i've never done anything wrong so i don't know what that's
2: never like. i was the perfect sibling and the perfect mm-hmm. child so like yeah. yeah just know that if i ever got in trouble it was a sibling's fault
0: 100 um <laughs> but you know we have to recognize that you know not everyone is you know perfect in that way um so you know maybe this was a lot more relatable to some people just not us
1: <laughs> no comment um <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
1: uh we got we talked through this scene a little bit with the uh team evil there on the with the guard uh i love the showing off of all of their various abilities love watching plea shoot explosion magic out of the back of the car mm-hmm. that was great
0: very cool like straight up just like action sequence she like might as well have like a bazooka that she's flinging at them it's it's very cool cool power i'm glad that they brought this back like this is a cool thing to bring back into the fold and have it with a character who's like equally as sexy as the last guy who had it.
1: Especially in a season so far, seemingly about like teaching uh, new parts of bending, like with the metal bending and also people learning air bending. It's cool to, that they're just exploring all of the different subsets of all of the types
0: of bending. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um but so then we does this when we go back to lynn resolving to beat the shit out of her sister
1: <laughs> uh, well for, first we saw opal and bolin like connect and they're mm. sort of like we're both afraid of training but it really seemed like they had very different issues because opal can airbend and bolin cannot metal bend
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair
1: but they're both there to support each other which is good to see yeah. in an avatar relationship that they yeah. like each other and want to emotionally support one another
2: Absolutely. They're the same, but different. But they're still supporting each other, which I can't say about every couple we've gotten in this show. But it's green, right? Yes.
0: Uh, Marco and Cora. Um, <laughs> Earth and I air coming this, together.
2: <laughs> love a disaster duo, but Absolutely. like platonic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're broken up. Sorry. Sorry. the um, Wait, what's their... What's their ship name? Makora. Makora. yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I was never a Makora's, uh shipper. So. Neither
0: were we. Okay. Don't you worry. Yes, <laughs>
2: love to be um, amongst like company.
0: Absolutely. They're um, terrible. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Opal. I, yeah. Opal's just like the queen of like. She says what she means. She's very emotionally mature. Like, is always like, yeah, you know. I recognize this fault to myself, and I'm going to resolve to fix it. Um, and Bolin's like, same-sies. I'm Tenzin will be really <laughs>
1: excited to meet this airbender who
0: seems to hold the values of the Air Nomads already. Absolutely. she's uh, She's got it covered. She's going to be good to go. Just got to, I don't know. I'm sad they that she's have... going to have to fuck up her nice hairline for this. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the way it is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, the, the Opal, Boleyn sort of, they resolve, they have a cute little hug too, where they're like, we're going to go on this together. Um, then Lynn, I believe now is like, she like gets up after this last flashback to Toff, ripping up these, this police report and being like, okay, Suyin, you're going to leave and I'm going to, I don't know, mope about this, I guess. <laughs> um, and so Lynn's like, you know what? I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. I'm going to go kick the crap out of Sue. Um, and that she does. She confronts her.
1: I mean, she tries. But as I was watching, it like Sue was the only one landing any blows. She had the answer for every single one of Lynn's rocks and metal shots it really like sue was the only one doing anything uh effective here it's really clear that she's spent the past 30 years practicing metal bending where (laughs) lynn was really locked up in a cage of republic city
0: yeah she's got the spider-man whips down and that's about it she can't handle a fucking rectangle flying at her
2: (laughs) The girls are fighting.
0: They are. (laughs) That's
2: literally all I say in my notes about this. Like,
0: What's the tea?
2: The girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. That's the tea. Little sibling (laughs) quarrel. Nothing to be too concerned about. No one dies. No. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. It was honestly like fight scenes to me. They're like challenges in Survivor. I (laughs) pay attention in a way where you kind of know the outcome. But like just kind of get lost in your own thoughts there and whatnot but
0: yeah yeah
2: but we're really there for like the conclusion of it which is that they're both wrong but really we know that lynn's a little less wrong in my opinion
1: i feel like sue is the less wrong one here like it feels like in their in their conversation during the fight sue is like Like, this is fine. Like, mom and I talked it out a long time ago, and like, you, I've tried to reconnect with you in the past, uh, and you just never even answered me yeah and so it really feels like sue is the emotionally mature one. First of all well, yes. giving her sister lodging out of nowhere and then she's not even the one who like started the fight so it really feels like sue is the one sort of with the moral high ground here and just like winning the fight in the physical form too it feels like it was l after l for lynn here in this uh act of fighting
2: Okay, so like, in that situation, I get what you're saying. But like, in the general, like, where everything was fractured, Lynn had a right to be bitter. Mm. And then Sue had to be like, no wonder why Tenzin broke up with you, which again, is so like, decades ago, how long are you all gonna keep harping on that? Like, let Lynn date someone else, literally anyone else. I'm sure, like, I hate this idea that she has held a candle for Tenzin of all people over these years. Like, <laughs> it the, really most, feels- the most boring it. of the Avatar siblings. Like,
0: hey, like, we, we saw him shirtless a few episodes ago. I don't blame her.
1: It it really feels like she's Suyin has been waiting to say this to Lynn for the past thirty years, okay. and is just kind of like, "Well, this is my chance." It seems like we yeah. we might make up soon, so I better uh, get this out while I can.
0: Yeah, you don't want to waste a good insult like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, love- I agree. Oh, sorry. I I'm just gonna I guess reiterate what both of you said. I, I agree with Chia that it's like the original sort of conflict was very much Lynn was in the right there, but the ultimate lesson here was. Sue like grew up and got over it, and like Lynn is being the immature one now by just having not let go of that over 30 years. Um, so yeah, I I mean, both sides wow, very
1: wise. (laughs) There are no, there is truly no difference between good and bad. Uh, like, no, yeah, like Sue has clearly explored the world and become a different person, where Lynn, it seems, is still like chasing after the never gonna get pride from their mom or whatever but i i just liked uh in their fight too before we move on that like sue says basically the exact same thing cora said at the end of the last episode where cora was like sue is right you're a bitter lonely woman who is never gonna change and then in this episode sue is like you're a bitter lonely woman who's never gonna change
0: yeah she's like i say this a lot actually (laughs) i say this to everybody who will listen (laughs) i love that (laughs) but yeah opal Flies in, ultimate airbender move, and says no more fighting. Yeah. Now, <laughs> very Spongebob. Yes, very SpongeBob. Let's be sensible and bring it off. Um she's here to save the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know the reference based on
0: what the big meaty claws um band geeks episode. SpongeBob yeah. says people let's be sensible and bring it off um and then (laughs) they say oh the talking cheese is going to preach to us now yeah (laughs) well i know that line Uh, what a
2: classic episode (laughs) can i podcast about that with you guys i
0: mean that's actually pretty tempting
2: (laughs) i oh my god do classic spongebob Uh, yeah we
0: would that's frankie grande's uh podcast is it really oh Ugh. We don't have much competition then I guess.
2: Yeah. So basically it's a new idea we're doing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: this will be. <laughs> um that's funny. But yeah, Opal comes in, she stops the conflict. She's like, "Hey girlies, um why are you like literally destroying my home? Um this is weird. Stop fighting." Um and so they are sort of forced to reconcile here in this moment and Sue has her whole speech like you said Sam about like, "Yeah, I have moved on and I know I don't know if she's like admits any fault. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, she does. She's like, I was pretty fucked up as a kid, but she doesn't like specifically apologize, which is, you know, not great. Um, but the uh, the idea is that Sue has moved on. She moved on with Toph. She tried to reach out to Lynn. Lynn refused, and that's why we are here now. Like you had every opportunity to be healthy and happy with us, um, and you refused because you just couldn't let go. Um, and so Lynn has to reflect on that a little.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that they res- are starting to resolve their issues. I can, I can kind of understand Sue not necessarily apologizing for what happened, because spe- she just feels like that was so long ago and like that she's not even the same person anymore. So it's like, what would an apology really even mean? But who knows? Uh, but they didn't even talk it through that way. Sue is just kind of like, yeah, that was stupid. Uh, okay, let's move on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good for her, you know, just keep it fake. She also probably just like has no idea what Lynn's even specifically mad about. Lynn probably has like a laundry list of things she's mad at Sue about. So she's like, I don't know which one to apologize for. So I'm just going to give a sort of blanket <laughs> apology.
2: And another thing. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: 'Cause... laughs> Literally, that's what I just yeah. think it's
2: funny that. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> um, I also really wanted that kale smoothie that Lynn had.
0: Ooh, yes. Lynn has a sort of like healing 16 hour nap, which sounds... So amazing to me right now. Just like yes. can I sleep for 16 hours and wake up to like a big hunky man handing me like a smoothie?
1: Lynn is in her self-care era in this episode. She does acupuncture, she sleeps a bunch, and she uh vents and she drinks kale. Mm-hmm.
2: I want I need a very rich sibling to <laughs> let me stay at their place and let the the employees of the household be serving me different smoothies throughout the day after my 16-hour nap.
0: Yes, and you get to, like, scream at your siblings and make them feel horrible. And then I political. can
2: remind them of all the reasons why I am the way I am because it's their fault.
0: Yes, and any and that I'm gonna go get a smoothie if yes. you want to join me. <laughs> that would fix me too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I think that's the, all of our lives life, lives woes would be solved if we had like a, just an extremely rich sibling, like who I could yell at. Yes, <laughs> yeah. who would just take my verbal like uh, like I don't know barrage and then just like okay, bye. I'm gonna go sleep and get new clothes. Um, all on your dollar and yes. you're just gonna have to deal with it
2: <laughs> my worst fear is truly me having to be the rich sibling like to be mm. the one to provide for it no i want to be rich by proxy like Absolutely. where i don't have to work hard but i can reap the benefits of my family's hard work throughout the I, years that is I, truly the dream
0: one hundred percent. That is, I think, what we are all striving for here. Yes. Um, but yeah. So Lynn and uh, Opal have this nice little. They come together. Lynn's like, I'm sorry for like screaming at you. I am a grown woman, and you are my young niece. It was like maybe what seventeen. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um. So I apologize for that. Um. And she just looks like so chilled out. I'm so so proud of Lynn. She mm-hmm. probably just, you know, she needed to smoke a bowl and just, like, lay down for a few hours and just yes. figure her shit out. She finally took off the
1: police chief uniform, too. Like, girl, you're off duty. You don't need... It's like when... It's like if she was going to an airport or something and she wore her <laughs> police chief outfit. It's like, yeah. uh, Can you just act yeah. like a normal citizen? Take off
2: the blue line flag, please, Lynn. Yeah. It's not that serious. Yeah. Like, just need you to chill for a bit. Like, let's That's be real.
0: Mm-hmm. This is a family
2: establishment. We're t- we're trying to have a good vibe here. It's yeah. hard to have a good vibe when like one of your family members is in like a very strict uniform. For especially
1: when your interaction with that sibling in that uniform is the reason for like all of your trauma and like why yes. you <laughs> had to leave and go about the world at like the age of sixteen.
0: Absolutely, yeah. it's like if if your sibling like kicked you in the face while wearing like a clown suit and then next time you see them they're in a clown suit again it's like what are you trying to accomplish here
2: insensitive much
0: not only do i
1: not regret what i did (laughs) i've also made it my entire personality and have been
0: doing it for the past 30 years still yes and i'm mad at you
2: (laughs) and i haven't forgot what you did
0: (laughs) you have probably and i won't (laughs) remind you but i will hold it against you (laughs) <laughs> that uh, is
2: a very sibling thing to do. This, the, Legend of Korra gets sibling dynamics down very well.
0: Very much so. Um, which is what makes me love this episode so much. It's like they reach a happy conclusion. Everyone sort of resolves through their issues. Um, and, you know, the only thing missing was the Sami. And, you know, not everything's perfect. So I'll take what I can get.
1: Totally. I'm ha- And Opal is like, I'm going to train with the Air Nomads and her... Her parents are like, "Great, we're proud of you," uh, and yeah, it's all tied up with a bow. I agree.
0: Great episode, Slade. Um, no, no, yeah.
2: Great episode.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Are we? Well, any concluding thoughts? Or those are concluding thoughts on old wounds. Um, clearly, some shit's about to go down in Zhao Fu because the baddies know where the other baddies, the good baddies, are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna be kind of scary, but you know, I believe in our our girls I think they'll survive maybe we'll I see.
1: Hope so it would be yeah, weird okay. to start a new avatar cycle mid, in the middle middle of a season.
0: that'd be fun I don't know don't rule it out you never know. it's called change after all True. It would be about oh. like changing the diapers of the new baby avatar. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the fourth season is just them raising a baby. Yes. yes. Season
0: four is titled Full House.
2: Spoilers.
1: <laughs> Three bros, a billionaire. Two bros, a billionaire, and a baby.
2: Yes. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. Honestly.
0: With like not... magic powers. Yeah.
2: Yes. Very much so. Baby. And a pizza shop. Baby, not Cora. And a yeah. lot of trauma. So much trauma <laughs> to go around. Absolutely. Yes. Oh.
0: It's enough to throw in a kale smoothie. Um, but yeah, I think that concludes us on a really excellent episode. We're almost halfway through the season, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, but I'm, I'm loving it so far. Um, Gia, any anything else you want to say? Or do you want to just go right into plugs and all your little projects you're doing right now?
2: No, I mean, I'm a really big fan of Legend of Korra. I'm so glad that I got to come back for season three to talk about another favorite episode of mine from the Mm -hmm. series. So this was really great opportunity. So thank you both so much for having me. This was so good. And I'm really glad that I got to be a part of your journey through the Korra series.
0: Thank you for joining us. It's, it's yeah. so fun. You are the, I think you've become our sibling correspondent, which is weird because we had both yes! siblings on last week, but. Correspondent. Yes, the correspondent.
2: correspondent. Oh my God. I'm honored. Honored, wow. honored, honored. I have a request for season four, but I will say it after the podcast because I don't want to. Give away my request afterwards. The last time,
1: there's only been three people, including you now, who have requested an episode for uh, book four. And last time, they... Some it, rachel hobbs was on recently and was like i'll i'll give it to you after the podcast and she requested the only episode that has been taken so far in Book Four. oh so. no i
2: don't have no i don't have a specific episode i want like an episode that highlights a specific character that has okay. not yet been introduced so i just don't want to spoil yes oh, what fair. is to come
0: yeah okay. okay that makes sense yes um well, is there anything then. you
1: want to plug before we go yes
2: yes so i mean Obviously, my big thing is reality TV and Survivor. So if you are a Survivor, Big Brother fan, you can follow me on Twitter for all my reality TV shenanigans at classic um, If you are a Survivor fan or you're thinking about becoming a Survivor fan, highly recommend you also follow the Survivor Diversity Campaign page on Twitter, especially with all of the new seasons that are coming up right now. And that's at serve diversity that's at S-U-R-V diversity and right now my big thing is Survivor South Africa is Mm. in week two of a six week program where they do four episodes a week it is absolutely insane but it's a fantastic season so far Um, so you can see my Thursday episode recaps on inside Survivor and I'll have other projects coming from there soon as well so keep an eye out for that on silent podcasts, I do Survivor, uh, pot, do the Survivor coverage there for I don't know about that. So that is also something to look out for. We have uh, part two of our ranking U.S. Survivor logos coming this way <laughs> in the Survivor Off Season.
0: I love that. This is all right up my alley as I love, I've, I've only seen one season of South Africa is the last one. Really amazing season. Oh, it and was
2: so good. That's my favorite season, honestly, of the franchise so far.
0: Okay. So I made a right choice, yes. but that so I'm, I, I've, I'm, I was going to wait until this new season. I think that was a good idea. Since they're sending four episodes out a week, I think it's, I would die.
2: It's a lot to keep up. I, and like Survivor Australia does the same thing too, where they do yeah. like three episodes a week, but I have so many qualms with Survivor Australia and Survivor South Africa is like the perfect franchise for me so this and their their episodes are only 45 minutes a piece so that is that like is. it's it's more manageable but it's still a lot
1: Having yes. qualms with a Survivor franchise and Survivor South Africa being the fix to it is what they used to say about Australian Survivor I know <laughs> the like Sur- South I Africa is really the way to go
2: I don't understand people's obsession with australian survivor like i I, there are some really great characters that come out of it but some of the production choices are questionable to me
0: that's fair i will say i do people do talk i think the challenges on australia are great but i will say south africa at least the one season i watched had some really cool twists that i think u.s survivor absolutely should implement that were really fun and didn't feel like horribly game-breaking they're just cool
2: a hundred percent, and their cast, cast in the season eight, the Immunity Island season, was incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, such a messy crew. They're great. Fabulous yes. people. So go yeah.
0: watch that season. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Sam, do you have plugs you would like to plug?
1: As always, I'm begging and pleading our legions of listeners to give us a five-star review and uh, write a little note to us uh, here on the Apple Podcast app. But otherwise, you can follow me at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Editor's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Plugging, as always, Stanuatu, Christine Palins, uh, Survivor Vanuatu Watch podcast. Need to li- need to watch the episode that was for this week before I listen to this week's coverage. Uh, but it's been awesome so far, so I can't wait.
0: Absolutely. Um, you can follow me at Rain Derricks on Twitter. You can follow my other podcasts with. Uh, the same said Christine at ShadowplayGaze on Twitter. Um, the I, I, I we'll, we'll we'll have new episodes at some point. Don't worry, it'll come back. We're just in a in a bit of a we're both busy little bees. So, um, but just follow us if you want to keep updated with the Utina posting that we do there. Um, follow along with our Outer Creek coverage. Oh, um, we are almost to the end of that, honestly, at least recording wise. True, um, we're a was- little ahead now. Yes, we are. But it's been such a fun season. Um, I'm so excited to um, for people to listen to those episodes and keep watching. Um, and you can follow us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think that's everything. We've plugged everything you could possibly plug on this podcast. That's huge. Good, t- good job, team. <laughs> um, well, we'll see you all next week for episode seven. Um, and... Happy trails. Bye. Bye.